Welcome back, everybody, to episode 32 of Perpetual Sports Talk. My name is Sean. And I'm Scott. Well, it's been, um, let's see here, two weeks since we last sat in these chairs, talked into these mics, looked at each other through Skype, and talked about sco- and talked about sports. Yeah, it's been two weeks, but it feels like two months. Uh, as you can know, I, I probably sound a little better because I'm holding my mic. Got the wires wrapped around my neck, but you know I'm holding my mic closer to my face. We finally learned that after about 20 episodes. Yeah, you just hold the mic closer; it sounds better. Your your setup right now, you holding the mic, is way more white trash than me just having it tied to a broken lamp. So if we're talking about rigs here and we're comparing our rigs, I got the better rig. I'm just telling you right now. You there? Well, I. Oh, he's there. Yep, you're there. Still got an open hand. I still got an open hand to give you a good point if I need to. There you go. There goes my mic. No, oh yeah, yep, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> no, you're back. You're back. All right. So yeah, it's been two weeks. You know, we took a little LeBron James last week, a little sabbatical. I'm gonna refer to days off now as LeBron James. Zero that. dark thirties. Zero dark thirties. Zero I, dark fourteen days. I uh, that's that's not a bad one. And I want to figure out the NBA player who took the most days off this year. And I want to call when we take the day off that we just refer it to as as that player. That's my that's you gotta. I mean, injuries because now we're talking like Derrick Rose. We can, we can pull a Derrick Rose, but then we'd just be done for the year. Yeah, see, I'm but talk, that's uh, you should be talking about like rest days. Ex- like ex- when they say rest in parentheses by their name, right. LeBron James rest. See, that's right. a little BS. See, but that's what I want to figure out. Like, how do we how do we get that statistic? How do we get that number? I f- I'm sure the internet has already solved our problem, but we're just too lazy to type it in. Oh, I'm definitely not looking it up. Absolutely not. All right. So other than uh, looking up who has taken the most days off, we gotta we gotta delve into a couple more couple more things tonight, Scott. We got the NFL draft going on right now, so we're gonna we're gonna hash that out. I actually have a little draft story for you that I experienced maybe like forty five minutes ago. I'm gonna share wow. with you. Okay. Yeah. Pretty recent. Uh, very recent. It was on my way home, and it was something that sort of shocked and appalled me, as a matter of fact. So I'm going to share that with you. Just let me get through the lineup card real quick. After that, we got to talk about NHL and NBA playoffs and our and why our DC sports town is in peril yet again. Why and, again? Is it because of the Kirk Cousins deal? We're going to no, get into that. No, did no, I, no, did I no. Spoil ju- anything? Nope. Just George Mason won. By the way, George Mason baseball. No, I'm talking about when I spoiled it the last time. Oh, I was about to say. You still haven't watched the recorded game on your DVR? I had a funny story. Just erased it yesterday. Watched (laughs) the first half, like, you know, months and months ago, and then just got around to erasing it yesterday. Okay, where the hell was I in the the lineup card? No, NHL and NBA playoffs. Nothing with Kirk Cousins. It's the D.C. sports town is in peril because of the NHL and NBA playoffs. That's all. That's all I was saying. Anyway, after that, so they're hitting two and three. Then we got to get into MLB, and I think we're just gonna just gonna hash out ten minutes, reserve ten minutes every week um, for just baseball talk, Nats included, and we're just gonna call it, you know, infield outfield or I and O, in and out. Okay, just real short, in and out. All right, in and out burger. Now I'm hungry. Not in and out burger. This is not California. This is the DC slash Buena Vista area. Ain't no In-N-Out burgers even close to here. After that, we got to talk about ESPN and why they're in an even more perilous situation than DC, followed by schlubs and dudes of the week. We have a fan submission, Would You Rather, Scott. Can you believe that? Sweet. And then we'll do a quick weekend appetizer, and then we will get everybody out of here. So with that being said, let's just start right now with the NFL draft. All right, give us a story about how Kirk Cousins affected your life today about 45 minutes ago. No, it wasn't. Why do you keep – you're forcing Kirk Cousins like into my – that's going to be a topic of discussion. I'm, I, it's not for me. I don't – like you're not spoiling anything for me. I literally have nothing with Kirk Cousins. It's a story with a draft, okay? I, got, I don't know why you keep throwing 
Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, I promise. I don't have you, anything with Kirk Cousins. You do know what happened with Kirk Cousins today, though, right? I don't. Dude, I read the newspaper. I'm going to read about it tomorrow morning. All right. All right. Then, then go ahead with your story, and then I'll give the people the live updates. Okay. So, I'm driving home today, and this is about, I don't know, maybe 8, 830, 840. I'm on my way home. Just had to get a tire replaced. It's a long freaking story. Even longer story than one I'm about to tell you, even though it's not all that long. And I'm at a red light, and I and I look next to me, and there's a guy who is driving and on his phone, and he's watching the NFL draft on his phone. And first of all, it's I mean that's just dangerous. It's reckless. Okay, watching something on your phone while you're driving—that's worse than texting. That's worse than calling. You're watching television while you're driving. It's absolutely horrendous. Okay, so that's that's thing number one why it made me mad. Thing number two, listen to it on the radio. Listen to our local sports guys just broadcast it, and so you're getting literally the exact same thing. It's it's nothing different, and it's far safer. Okay, thing yeah. number three, and I'm about to drop a big old bomb on you, Scott. Okay, stay with me. Get I'm with a me. huge sports fan. Okay, but I think the NFL draft and all the hype that it gets is kind of stupid. It's a little dumb to me. I don't get excited about it the way most people get excited about it. Sure, I want to know. Sean, I am 110% with, with you on board with this. Nice. All right, like we completely agree. The NFL draft is the one thing, well, all drafts in general. You go MLB, NBA, NFL. Those The draft in general is the one thing that you could probably get away with actually reading in the paper the next day. And not <laughs> there you go. Slow. Because no. literally it doesn't matter. Whether no. I watch the draft right now or I find out about it tomorrow morning, it doesn't matter. You don't have to watch it live. I mean, and these, like, because all it is is one pick. So if you could get an alert to your phones, like this schlub that was driving. Now, I don't know if he's your schlub of the week or whatever, but he's a schlub. He for, would be a good schlub watching of the TV. week. He probably is getting alerts to his phone. So if his favorite team was the Browns, let's say, who had the first pick of the draft, why not just get an alert on your phone? And so you that's even bad, even picking up your phone and looking at the alert and putting it down. Yeah. But, like, what is the point of watching Roger Goodell say two words? It's Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And the amount of people that are in Philly right now, like, live for it, oh, my gosh, why would you? Why uh, would you? The biggest schlubs of the, of, of the year – are the people that go to the NFL draft in their yes. team's jersey, and then every time their team picks, they're going yeah, yeah, and they're clapping, and their uh, their sons right there, and they're the biggest trash. Like yeah. it's terrible. A big reason why people watch sports is to have that moment, and they'll say it when big things happen on TV or on the radio. The announcer, the broadcaster, will say. Remember where you are right now because in years from now, you'll be telling the story. You'll remember exactly where you were when the Cubs won the World Series for the first time in 108 years. Guess what? In 10 years, nobody is going to be saying, you know, 10 years ago, I remember exactly where I was when the Browns took Miles Garrett at the number one overall in the 2017 draft. 100% right. I think it's the dumbest thing. It doesn't happen. overhyped thing. So I don't know why. I feel like people sort of force it. I I feel like people, it's just like, oh, it's football. Football's back. That's the deal. We don't do this with the MLB. Well, no. Well, I mean, the MLB draft. NBA. The MLB draft is just a. It's just a marathon. Forty and rounds of just <laughs> like sweaty dudes in conference rooms. It's pretty long. It's pretty long. So that's my grievance number one with the draft is is the overhype. Number two, I'm actually I actually watched the first uh, the first pick at so I blew up my tire and it's it's a big long story big hole I had to get a whole new thing I had to get it mounted it's it's a it's a big story anyway Sounds I'm at bad. the I'm at the tire place and I'm watching. My truck's about to be fixed, and I'm watching the first uh, pick. And you know, I I get there for the very beginning. It's cool, and every you know, all Phillies booing Goodell, awesome. And they put the Browns on the clock, and the Browns use just about eight minutes of their ten minutes 
Now, here's my beef. You're the first pick. You know exactly who you're picking. Why do you need to take so long? Is it just to milk just the idea of the draft? That they're on TV for eight minutes. And you know what? I'll take it a step further than you. The first, like, three or four picks should be that way. So the second team should go, okay, if they pick this guy, we're going to pick this guy. But if if he gets picked, then we'll pick this guy. That's that's what the second team should be saying. The third team should have a have a board too. So why is it taking? I I completely agree. Why is it taking ten minutes for a pick in the first? I would say three, four, even five picks. The first round should take a tight twenty minutes, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Boom, 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 boom. Everybody knows what a fantasy football draft is like. Okay, Same it takes style. an hour. You got a whole team. Boom, you're good to go. That's what the NFL draft should be. And you know what? If they were able to jam all that information into an hour, the first round, 45 minutes, guess what? I'd probably watch it. Probably. I'd probably watch it. Yeah. If yeah. it's boom, boom, boom like that, and I get some highlights and I get some little bit of information and detail about each player, I'm have all you ever, in. Have you ever watched Selection Sunday for NCAA basketball? No. You never, never. watched that? So, okay, I... I think that's way more exciting. That's crisp, concise. It takes a quick 20, 30 minutes. They do it behind closed doors and then reveal it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. That's That might be the way to go. Well, I mean, got- as far as us, this is on ESPN. It's hyped up. They got Mel Kuyper yelling at John Gruden. Oh, it's, the, it's a whole, whole big deal. The mock drafts are just stupid. So you could do, a mock- do it from that standpoint. You could do a mock anything. I mean, you could do a mock anything. but So with Selection Sunday, they already have everything all set up, and they reveal it one by one, correct? Yeah. So for the draft, they should have it during the day. Yeah, they should have it behind closed doors, mm, and then they reveal it to everybody. Reveal a list, and it'll take fucking... 15 minutes. Yep, good save, Scott. He almost did it. Good save. (laughs) (laughs) Boys. All right. (laughs) I, I like it. But you want to know why the NFL, Goodell, and America would never go for it? Because the money. They would lose money. Less money, man. It's a shame. But you know what? It would... See, it would... I feel like you would draw more people in. Like, ratings-wise, wouldn't that... Couldn't that... Because then you had to be there from 8 to 8.15? Like, yeah, 8 to 8.30. Like, I'm there. I'm watching it from 8 to 8.30. Like, or that's something that's DVRable. You know, that's TiVoable. Nobody TiVos anymore. But that's something that's DVRable. You can record that, watch it tomorrow morning on your way to work, and literally know everything. Have a couple facts about each player, why this team chose, you know, why the Panthers chose Christian McCaffrey um, with the eighth pick. And you know a couple th- you know that he ran a four four forty and that he's just as athletic as LeSean McCoy. And it just stuff, you know all that stuff, but it yeah. took 30 minutes instead of four hours. Oh, yeah. They're taking taking two hours to get through 15 picks right now. It's it's just it's egregious. That's, it's egregious. Okay? So that's, that's, that's the draft. Beef. That's, a, that's a big... That's a big rant right there between the both of us. Yeah. Well, it was a big, it was a big hunk of beef. We basically covered that right there. Yeah. It was, it was a big hunk of beef. Um, I mean... Just to me, like yeah, the draft is draft is cool. The skins are probably on deck or in the hole by now, right? They're on deck. Okay, so maybe we'll just you know we'll we'll break some news, even though people aren't listening to this until we're gonna, probably we're gonna break some news. I think hopefully with John Allen, the hometown kid from Ashburn, Virginia, out of might be taken by the Redskins. He's still on the board right now. He's the best available according to Mel Kiper Jr. The dude, the. The dude who is at Alabama? Yeah, she went to Stonebridge High School, Ashburn, Virginia. The guard is he? had a career. The offensive lineman? Or is he a defensive lineman? Interesting. Nice. We could, yeah, we might be able to break some news there. So just while we're on the NFL, I mean, we could get away from the draft, but while we're on the NFL, can you, what what's going on with Kirk? All right, so there was a big thing that came out over like, it was Twitter and, and everywhere. It just kind of like flashed that the Browns were trying to trade somehow Washington for the first pick and so for for Kirk Cousins. I thought really? that's where you were going. No, Four no, no. Four Kirk no. Cousins rumors about him getting moved around 
And so apparently the Browns made a big blitz to get Kirk and give them the first pick. But huh. the Redskins said no, or I, I don't know what's, what's happened. Skins don't have plans to trade. That's, no, that's this the bottom line. No, I mean, let's face it. The, the, the person running the Washington Redskins right now might as well be an angry kindergartner who forgot his glue stick at school. Like, you know, who, who knows what's going on there? Who knows who the heck they're going to pick here in, in 10 minutes? Again, it's like, I don't, I don't know why people hype the draft. You know, I, I guess you have your team, but but other than that, it just it's just peculiar to me. Like I can't even I'm I'm having a hard time getting excited for the Redskins. Like other than the fact that you turn on TV, you see highlights and you see news with football. It's like oh, it's cool. It's you know April. We got football stuff going on. Other than that, give it give it to me in 30 minutes. I think we had a pretty successful discussion. Hopefully, some of the NFL higher ups listen to this and say, you know what, Sean and Scott were right. Well, hey, maybe that guy watching on his phone was a big Kirk Cousins fan, and so he had to get it right there. He he saw the update, and he's like, I got to watch this just in case Kirk gets traded. Or maybe it was Kirk Cousins watching it to see if he got traded. Kirk Cousins is driving around Ashburn. He had to be the first to know because be? he would have just found out in 10 minutes when he got home. Maybe that guy, that schlub in the car watching it on his phone was a big perpetual sports talk fan and he was like go. i gotta watch the draft because i need to know what scott and sean will be talking about when i tune into this episode which will hopefully be on itunes and Podbean by tonight possibly possibly probably not though probably slim not. chance <laughs> very very slim with that i think that's that's all i got with the draft in the nfl do you uh, do you have any other final thoughts or grievances to air no, I did not get my tire blown and I had to watch the first pick of the draft in a waiting room. So oh, I've had a better I'll, day than you. So. I'll always remember that. Oh, I was at the Virginia Tire and Auto when Miles Garrett got number one. Now nah, I'm never going to be saying that. Okay, uh, let's move on. And let's move on to the NBA playoffs. You know, it's funny. Since we took our little LeBron James, our little sabbatical, our, our week off, we had the Wizards and Hawks series starting, and despite our week off, freaking still going on. We do not have a winner yet. And even in a couple of the first rounds, we don't have a winner yet. With the yeah. with the Bulls and with the Celtics, still no winner. So let's sort of just hash through things that we've seen in the first round. Um, maybe maybe focusing on the Wizards because they're because they're a home team. Okay. But so, so so what do you got going on with the NBA playoffs, Scott? Well, the Wizards are going to game six, up 3-2. Correct? Yeah. Now, let's say, let's go confidence meter on the Wizards closing the series. What's, what's your confidence in that right now? <sighs> 50. 50? That's low. Now, I know. Confidence in 50. Here's the thing. Something that's... Like winning the series or closing it in game six? <sighs> At winning the series. Wow. Winning the series. Toss up. Low. Coin flip. Coin flip for me right now. Wow. Be so, you know how as a coach, oops, I just bonked the thing right there. As a coach, you might, or as a, just as a sports fan, you might hear or you might say the phrase, we won't win unless, and then fill in the blank, sort of depending on your, your, your playmaker, whatever. So, to me... The Wizards aren't going to win unless Bradley Beal turns it on. And he's been They're he's been all right. He's, what? They're up 3 to 2 in the series. I know. So just 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 focusing on last night's game. They won. Okay, so maybe this is a little contradictory. Maybe that 50-50 thing that I was feeling wasn't necessarily this series against the Hawks. Maybe it's just about the about the Wizards postseason dreams in general about it about them making it through the the bowls or, or the now, celtics the championship 50 50 is pretty high no 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 it's a you know what it is it's it's making it through the next round whoever whoever wins celtics uh bowls to me if bradley beal doesn't figure out his three-point shot the wizards aren't winning he was one for nine last night that's just not going to do it 
He's still he's still pretty pretty aggressive well, inside said, the paint. So so he's one for nine last night, but they still won. Yeah. So that's that's a good thing. But it's the Hawks. You know what I mean? It's the Hawks. Sure. They're gonna have to get through one for nine out. Law of averages says he's not gonna go that the next game or the game after that. You know, you're looking pretty good. Okay, that again, I'm just explaining my fifty for fifty logic. If Bradley Beal doesn't figure it there to me, he's sort of the X factor, right? I'm pretty confident in John Wall's ability, just his just just what he does, his the driving to the hoop and then like going out of bounds and then whipping it out like to the to to whoever's open for a three point shot. That's awesome to me. I think he's gonna have that every night. With Beal, it's a little bit different. And I think is Otto Porter dinged up right now? He's not playing his usual self. I don't know. I don't think so. He sat out one of the games. That I mean, that right there, that's another three-point shooter. And one of the best in the league. And yeah. And you need, I mean, you've told us about it on this show multiple times, the idea and just the just the importance of the three-point game, not only in the college level, but at the NBA level. You need that. You need those guys. And right now, yeah, the Wizards, they're up 3-2, and that's great. But if this trend keeps going, that's why the confident meter is 50%. That's Ooh. all. What about you? What, what about you? You okay? So you're you're pretty confident. It, it I'm seems. I'm 90, 90, 90, 95. That they take care of the Hawks. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so give me another one. Am I confident they're going to the championship? No. Am I confident they're going to get to the Eastern, Eastern the Conference Eastern, Finals? That's yeah. probably 50-50. Okay, where they're probably going to have to face the Cleveland LeBron Jameses. In this next round? No, in the in the Eastern Conference Finals. They're oh, get, right. so they're, that's what I'm saying. For them to get to the Conference Finals, I'm at 50-50. So them winning the next series after they win this series, that's 50-50. Right. Okay. So All right. So I, I don't know. I guess we're at the same. I don't know because they're playing, they're playing game six in Atlanta, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Wizards are terrible on the road, man. I mean, even when they were turned on in I'm January. I'm not worried about this series. Whether they went on the road or whether they went at home, it doesn't matter to me. I Now, as a coach or as a player, I'm not looking ahead. As a fan, I'm saying, all right, I'm not probably not even going to watch game six. Really? Probably not. Because you know that you, you believe that they're going to win? No, that I believe that as a fan that it's really not, you don't have to watch that one. Okay, so do you think let's say they lose game six, which I'm thinking they do. I'm thinking it's gonna be a nail biting game seven. And it's okay. gonna be played back here in DC, obviously. They lose game six. Are you still Mr. Cool Guy Scott? You know, six foot three, t- cool, like tall, skinny dude, smelly t shirt. Like are you still that cool guy watching game seven? Or eh, are we biting the fingernails a little bit? I never really bite fingernails watching watching sports on TV. It's a it's a the metaphor. Um, it's not a metaphor. It actually happens. You freaking talk to me about metaphors. Are are you? Would you be confident in a game seven? That's what I'm yes, asking. One hundred percent. Yes. Yes, I'm very confident in a Wizards game seven at home. Yes. Hmm. Do you have like a thing that you're looking out for, like an X factor, like a, like maybe, like what are we watching for? Like the Wizards talent, um, their additions, their three point shooting is gonna is gonna take them. I think they have the the makeup for an Eastern Conference Finals team. They're not there yet. They need another superstar, which every team needs. Um. They're not going to win any championships the next with this squad, but they're an Eastern Conference Finals team, and I think they have the talent to beat the the Hawks. Okay, teams. okay. And as a Wizards fan, are you have making it to the Eastern Conference Finals and probably losing to the Cleveland LeBron Jameses? Is that a successful season for you? Yes, yes. Yeah, winning probably... two series in the playoffs and losing the LeBrons. Yeah, that's a successful season. After the after the freaking two and eight start start to the season, right? I mean, crazy. It's been been a heck of a season. I don't know. Like I still I still want them to go all the way. Of course, like, that's what I'm looking for. But I'm telling you, man. I think next week 
Might be a little weakened appetizer a couple minutes early. I think the whole three-point shooting is going to be a thing. We might be talking about that in one week from now in these chairs, into these microphones. Whether it's good or bad, you're saying. Exactly. Whether the three-point shot killed the Wizards in Game 6 and Game game 7, or whether it secured their lock to the second round in the Eastern Conference. You you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I see where you're coming from there. Okay, so that's a little weekend appetizer a couple minutes early. Anything else with the NBA? Not really. Not really. I would be surprised if the Warriors lose, and that's why I'm going to leave it at that. If the Warriors lose just a single game outright, <laughs> a single point, they're they're going to have they're going to they're going to throw a shutout. Just Sean, not not allow the Warriors. No surprise. I mean, this isn't like a hot take or anything like that. But the Warriors are better than they were last year, by far. That's not a that's not a hot take. I mean, I feel like that's a I feel like that's a little bit of a hot take because they're not like going for the undefeated undefeated season. They were they're way better this year than they were last year. Now, granted, they were going for that win record and everything last year. So they were resting their guys and but they added one of the three best players in the M- NBA. They added I mean they just been doing so much more. Yeah, they haven't had as many wins, but they just look so much better. Oh mm. my gosh! Warriors versus the Wiz. Warriors in four. That's my prediction. <laughs> Who do the Warriors have to go through in the Western? Because they got to go through the Jazz poop and whoever wins between Rockets. the Rockets and. Probably the Spurs. probably the Spurs. Spurs. That'd be cool to see Spurs Warriors again. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't oh, mind yeah, that. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. I think the Warriors would probably just sweep them. But but hold on, wasn't that the narrative last year? The Spurs were up three zippy in the Western Conference Finals. No, three one. It was three one. Are you sure? Three one. Yeah. It wasn't three zippy. That's your cool narrative right no, no, there. No, no, the, no. The Thunder were up 3-1. to one Oh, yeah, games. yeah. Okay, see. Yep, my bad. And then it happened again in the finals with the Cleveland LeBron Jameses. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, can't argue with it there, man. Um, anything else with NBA? I think NHL is calling your name. All right, man. Well, we have to wrap up just what happened with the Capitals in, in the first round of the playoffs and why it was so freaking scary against the Toronto Maple Leafs and why that's going to come back to haunt them. Uh, the, Already the Capitals. has, by the yeah. way. So d- is, it, is it final? They lost. That is a final. 3-2. Three 3-2? To two. Three to two. Now let me ask you. I saw Crosby had the first two goals. Did he have the third one too? Don't I, tell me he got a hat I, trick I don't in have the box pulled up, but I can do it for you. Okay, you figure that out while I just say why that first series was so freaking scary against the Toronto Maple Leafs. First of all, the average age of the Toronto Maple Leafs, I'm pretty sure, is 19. Okay, they have that stud Austin Matthews, who's who's the rookie of the year, and just absolutely carve the Capitals up. Five out of six games in OT, are you freaking kidding me? I mean, yeah. despite the fact that the Capitals played six games and the Pengs play, the Penguins played played five, they didn't sweep, right? They played five, right? Right. Okay. This, so you're saying that one game really matters, though? No, 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 no. It's not a one game. But that, see, that's the thing. It's not a one game because the Capitals went into OT five games. It's like they played freaking eight games while. The Pens played, you know, five. Okay? okay. And then on top of that, the Pens had like essentially a week off while the Caps, you know, three days, three days, four days. Regardless, I don't think that's going to be the issue. I, I don't know. The, the Caps is a, is a difficult discussion because to me, everybody goes the Caps organization can't play in the playoffs. They choke. They got all this thing going on. I'm the opposite because apparently I'm a sports hipster. Mm-hmm. Scott's is a sport hipster. That's what I don't we were- think. I don't think year to year it matters. I don't think they're saying really. 
the turnover is so great in pro sports. And a, a nucleus is there at the Washington Capitals. But do I think Alex Ovechkin is a choker? Or do I think he folds under pressure? No. No, I don't. I just think they've had some, some bad luck. Some things haven't bounced their way. And they're probably going to lose the Pens, who are probably the better team. Again, in the Eastern Conference what, semifinals. So it's it's ridiculous. It's going to stink. And we're all going to go boo-hoo maybe next year. But right. the Capitals are frustrating, though. So, so, so your confidence rate in the Caps right now is like zippy. a oh, it's zippy. It's not. You can't even give a fraction. Zippy. I can't even say you're now, telling you were, me there's you, a you chance. Were to talk about the last, the last series and all that. I'm done with the last series. I moved on from that. Oh, that was scary though. That I mean, well, that was the just win, a four- take it, say thank you, and leave. I don't know, man. The last series is a foreshadowing for how this is going to go. Maybe, maybe, but. It's going to be even worse this time, I think. So let me hit you with something that I know you're going to lift your nose at because you're a sports hipster, and that's what you do. I'll, I'll mute my microphone. In, in, in playoffs, in franchise history, just in the playoffs, the Capitals' record against the Penguins, 1-8. and eight. And I already know what you're going to say. Different team, different players, changes from year to year. Mutually exclusive. You just use that. Size. You just use that line, and yeah, small sample size. I get it. They, I, but however, one of those losses, man, is just last year. Most of those players are the same. Those wounds are very fresh. Another loss was in 2009. Granted, not most of those players are the same, but a lot of the key guys are, like Alex Ovechkin, right? And just, I'm gonna say this. In 2009 and 2016, who won the Stanley Cup? Pittsburgh Penguins. It's a weird. We're just we're we're setting the stage for another Penguins victory. I agree with that. Yeah. So we'll see. So the next game is on Sunday, uh, Saturday, right? The, uh, the next Saturday, I believe. Yeah. yeah, the next game will be Saturday, still in DC. I'm just not a fan of the one and the two seeds meeting up in the second round of the playoffs, but whatever. I guess just that's the way – that's just how hockey is. But the I am confident when I say last series was a foreshadowing for how the series with the Penguins is going to go and how we've already seen it here with the first game. Anything else with hockey? Canadians are crazy. Yeah, yeah. they're crazy. They are crazy. Toronto was nuts last week. Oh, he, oh here's burned. another thing. What? That city burned. Well, I mean, they haven't seen a playoff game in what, like 15 years? Yeah. You know, they're not used to failure. You know, Toronto, yeah, they're Canadian and all, but playoff hockey was very an unfamiliar realm for them. They were just they were just happy to get a couple wins on the caps. Oh, sorry for making it so hard on you. Dude. Sorry they, for making it such a tough series. No, 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 not sorry. 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 Dude, I'm sorry. Sorry it was such a tough series for you. Hope you do well in the next one. Dude, just a couple 18, just of 18-year-old kids playing puck. <laughs> here's one more. Before, before we, before we uh, change subjects here, here's another reason why the Capitals need to win. And I know our confidence level isn't high. Here's they have to win. TJ Oshie and Nicholas Backstrom free agents after this year okay tick tock tick tock tick tock key players very well might be gone next year here we have it the the universe the gods the hockey gods they're setting the stage for the washington capitals to pull off something really cool okay a win against the pittsburgh penguins okay to to shove down we have that one and eight record in the whatever you know it's sports hipster Scott meaningless record in the in the playoffs. The the hockey gods are giving the Capitals that stage. They just have to they just have to do it. I appreciate you. You're the first person that's ever called first person that's ever called me a hipster. By, well, it's in my entire life. Sports hipster. It's a very it's a very tongue in cheek comment on your okay 
the whole idea of every you know every person who thinks something is cool in sports, you kind of doo doo all over it. <laughs> it's a sports hipster. Sounds good to me. All right, nothing else with hockey. Let's roll. Okay, and let's roll on to the MLB little segment called infield outfield, little in and out, little I O for short. So it's just a little quick I O's. A little burger. Seriously, IOs should only take about ten minutes ever. If you're if your pregame lasts more than ten minutes, you're doing it wrong. So this IO segment is only going to be ten minutes long, and ideally it's going to be shorter, maybe maybe eight, realistically nine. So news in baseball. What do you think? What do we got in baseball? Are we talking about nationals? Are we talking about the MLB? Are we talking about the fourteen games in we're in or whatever. We're in right now. I mean, anything with baseball. We could start with Nats. We can, let's do it. The hometown right. team on How fire. How wrong was I about Bryce Harper this year so far? How wrong were both of us, man? Holy cow. But, uh, okay. But here's the thing. Bef- small before sample we, size. A small sample size. Drink. Before, <laughs> we, before we put on an apologetic tone about smashing Bryce Harper on the show a couple weeks ago, it's April... Even last April, last year, yes, when he had an awful, awful year, he was really, really good. He's going to be was, really, really good until Joe Madden walks him like 12 times. We'll see. Game. We'll see, man. He's seen the ball. Such a dangerous, dangerous lineup with with Harper, Daniel Murphy, and even freaking Zim right now, man. Ryan Zimmerman hitting Coming the crap alive, out of the ball. Back the grave. It's insane. Look, I know they were just playing – the Colorado Rockies at, you know, Mile High Stadium, and I get the balls sail all over the place, but they like put up six hundred feet. They put up forty two runs in three games. Ungodly. It's pretty good for the moon. Not bad, dude. Not no bad. You gravity be- up there. You've been to that park, haven't you? Oh yeah. You can't breathe. Is, is that oh you can't so is there a no well like if no. I'm watching a game I'm kidding. No, it's not bad. It doesn't feel any different. Well, not the feel, but like just looking at pop-ups, looking at Homer sale, like is it a with the naked eye can you see it no. or is it just No. So so the freaking 16 to 11 scores, that's just it's not that the fact that they're playing in, you know, with zero gravity. It's the fact that they're hitting the crap so. out of the baseball. I, I think the ball will travel what did they say like 15 to 20 more feet? Uh huh. Maybe, but like, think about how many more runs that is. You know, think about balls that land 15 feet away from the fence. Now all those are now home runs. All those balls that are pop ups are getting in the gap. Like it's it's different. It's not different to the naked eye because you just say, oh, that's that's a line drive in the gap instead mm-hmm. of a fly ball right. that a right fielder can run down. Right. So I don't think you can see it from the naked eye, but hey, you know, but runs are runs. We'll take it. Sure confidence goes up i mean i mean everything's good but on that same note with balls getting in the gap with like you know the pressures being different up there balls lingering in the air longer outfielders can get to pop flies at that stadium that they normally couldn't get to you know at at sea level so that idea of playing in that yard it's sort of a you know sort of a double-edged sword it stays up there longer, maybe to travel more, but it stays up there longer for an outfielder to go catch it. So you got to look at it from both perspectives, through both lenses, no? Yeah, I, I can see it. I can see it. I can see where your point is, and you're just trying to contradict me. No, I no dude. That. You know, you freaking you go to that all the time. I'm having a con- we're, con- we're conversing. That's what we do. We converse on the podcast. It's not just for disagreeing sake. You're big leaguing me right now, dude. You're big leaguing me. <laughs> Um, just is the bullpen like the bullpen's in a little bit of disarray with the Nats. Yeah, that that's that's their main problem. That is having co closers with Sean Kelly and Coda Glover, and now Coda Glover's on the ten day DL. That's the only thing a little bit alarming to me about the Nats now. I mean, you could have all nine guys hitting the crap out of the ball, but if your bullpen is dicey, whoo, you're in for a, you're in for a dicey couple series. 
Strasburg just got back from having a kid, so he's he's all good to go. Dude, I know you have an opinion on that. What's your what's your opinion? What's your take on Strauss taking well, you leave know, for paternity? You know paternity? how men go through a lot during childbirth. <laughs> you know, you know how like a child comes out of the man. You know how childbirth works, right? Oh, so it comes sure. out of the man. We obviously need three days to get back ready into game shape. I mean, Dude. what else could they do? You were so salty when you like, heard that. Could they just like let their wife do it and then like come back to her when you have an off day? Because you're also a pitcher who only plays one out of five days. <laughs> you were so salty when you heard paternity leave for Steven Strasburg. <laughs> you know, Zimmerman took paternity leave last year, but nobody noticed because he sucks so bad. And it was <laughs> like, oh, we get turned up for a couple games. Score. I'll take it. Nobody would even notice if he if Strasburg it wasn't on a start day. Like, come on now. Yeah, it's it's funny. I mean, I get it. You know, it's it's your child, dude. Like, it's your child. It's gonna happen once, twice, maybe three times in your life. You know, you're getting hundreds of starts. Like, everybody's been like bashing them. I get it. Be there for your wife, man. For your child. For your family. Baseball is a very high priority, but I mean, there are some things that are higher than it. I get it. Yeah, they're getting paid. <laughs> I get it, though. But I'm so glad that you did that little rant about the dude giving birth. That's that's good. That's good. That's a good bet. That is a good bet. So the, the bull, the little in and out, little IO for you with paternity stuff. Well, you know, I just looked it up. The Nats don't play the Cubs until late June. So Harper's good until then. Oh, perfect. He'll be he'll be just fine. We're be just good fine for about two months. So something we just got to keep an eye on with the Nats. I'm sure we're going to talk about it in future shows. Is uh is the bullpen? Hopefully they can figure. I didn't like the whole thing of making Glover and Sean Kelly co closers. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's ever happened before, co-closers. But Blake trying to crap down his leg when he loaded up the bases with the Mets and like walked the guy in nuts um trey turner trey turner's back from the 10-day dl also hitting the crap out of the ball hit for the cycle almost hit for the cycle twice in a row 10-day dl was the best thing that ever happened to that kid since coming back he was like hitting 150 before going on the dl since coming back he's like hitting 500 just nuts that's, Running what, everything. that's what colorado does to you too just is that like a drug Col- reference colorado treatment that's a drug. That's a. I see what you did. I see what you did right there, Scott. Yeah. Not bad. You got a little hammy. Come to Colorado. I see what you're saying. <laughs> okay, hits for the cycle. Um, yeah, ten day DL treated him nicely. What else in the MLB? What else do you want? A little in and out. We got a couple minutes left. I got nothing, man. I think we're too early. It's too small of a sample size. I, I just don't have too much. No alarm bells going off. No big news stories. Nobody's juicing except for Eric Dames, who's hit like forty-five home runs in ten days. It's, yeah. What well, is not, is he is he at twelve yet? He's still at eleven. Yeah, I don't I don't know the exact number, but I know he's just absolutely mashing. Dude, wh- where did that guy come from? He was in the Japanese league. Eric Thames. He's in the Japanese league. Goes over league. there, takes some weird Japanese steroid, comes back over here, can't be tested for it. You know, stay woke. Can't be tested for Japanese steroids. I don't know. That's my assumption. He's used something in Japan that was like some crazy steroid that they can't detect over here, and now he's coming back and mashing. Is there a shot that Thames doesn't break 20 home runs this year? He just slumps. He just goes slumping. Hits nine games over the next 130 games. He hits nine home home runs. He has has 130 games to hit nine home runs. Is there a chance he doesn't do it? No, nobody stays hot for that long. I don't care how many Japanese steroids you're taking. I think you could hit nine home runs in 130 games. Dog, I couldn't hit nine home runs if you gave me a fungo bat and put me in center field, okay? <laughs> couldn't do it. Um, Some more MLB stories. Did you see Altuve and Hernandez crash into each other on the little duck fart pop-up? No, I didn't. Astros, little pop-up in shallow right field. 
uh, Astros right fielder Tescar Hernandez and obviously second baseman Jose Altuve both go for it and just smash into each other. One of the scariest things you could see happen on a baseball field ever. However, it's also one of the most like competitive things. Like two dudes just want the freaking baseball. Apparently, don't even bother calling it, despite the fact they speak the same two languages. <laughs> you know, ball, 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 pelota, pelota. Like either one would have worked right there. Neither of them said anything, and boom, just collision. It's a cool, it's a good teaching moment. Anybody, anybody who teaches baseball at at lower levels, communication. I mean, that issue occurs even at the big league level. I thought it was, I thought it was fascinating to see. They both sat out that game and they took the next day off, uh, but they'll be back and. And ready to go, you know. Baseball players, they're ballers. Yeah, man, it's a cool thing that nothing, nothing worse happened. Like it could have, and and it didn't. Uh, but other than that, I think that's our in and out. We good? Let's let's roll. No, and, I, and I let's got roll on to. And let's roll on to. Sorry, you came in there. You thought I, we were still on a break. Then you were recording. Jabby, so did. Calm, calm yourself there. Getting after it. Okay, let's roll on to ESPN and just the whatever it is that 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 they're going through right now with employees. Scott, what well, you got yeah, for that? No, I mean they just basically the big story was they laid off a hundred people. Now, yeah, that's all that's all fine and dandy. But you know how many people that Perpetual Sports Talk laid off in the past week? Zero. 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 100%, man. We take care of our employees. Yeah, that's a big deal right there. So ESPN, we're coming for you. I mean, In a way, we're better than ESPN. We did not cut anybody. They might have cut a little bit of their people on air talent, you know. Yeah. Maybe we have to make some board decisions and maybe cut some of our on air talent. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, it's the way the world's moving, too. I mean, like the internet and Sean right. moving to radio. Yep. Newspaper. It's the way the world's moving. Yeah, you know, like they the, lost about half their people with Sean and everybody else. So you know, it's it's crazy the way the way things are going, and that's just that's just the way things are. It's sad to see you know big name guys, Jason Stark from for MLB, uh, big name guys like that. It's never fun to see people losing their job, but no. it's, it's the way the world works. It's the it's the free market. It's the economy. It's what it makes America great. That's right. Um, but you know, as ESPN declines, I think they got a little scared. They saw some rising news networks like Perpetual Sports Talk. We got a new logo and all that. Our Twitter <laughs> is on fire. Not yeah. as much as it was on fire before, but Sean, well, Murph will get back into that in that game, and, and we'll we'll keep rolling. We're coming for ESPN. Yeah, man. You don't have to lay off 100 people. No, we have three, and guess what? We still have three. And you we're know what? Next week, might be we're, we're going to have three employees still. We, we grew, We grew. what? What is that, 150% in the well, past month? That's There's two of us, and we got a third. I don't that's know. That's not 150. That's 50%. We grew, we grew 50%. There's a, your math. Remember, remember we did not a tip a waiter? Remember that? What's 20% of 300? Like, 300? What was that line? That was a good. That was a good bet. But another thing to add on to ESPN, as a couple of recent college graduates, like having a cable bill, what's that look like for you right now? Well, I don't have a cable bill right now. Exactly, dicey. Let's like you would obviously want to have cable. Could you afford it right now? Oh, I could afford it, but do I need to have it? No, that's that's the point right there. Exactly, trying to make it's, it's priorities. I could probably afford it. That's not really the point. I think most people can afford. Well, mo- most people can't afford. Here, Scott, you maybe a hundred bucks a month, if that. But it's the fact that like we get around without it with the internet, with our phones. I have an Xbox; they can get ESPN on it. And I just watch ESPN on the Xbox. And I don't need a cable subscription for that. You don't need a cable subscription to do the watch ESPN? Are you sure about that? Oh, I think I... That, yeah, you know what? You're right. You're See, right. that's... Like di- but but again, yeah. the way the world's going with just streaming and stuff, that the whole idea of a cable subscription and, and cord cutters... You're right. You know, 
Yeah, you definitely need a, a, a whatever subscription to to subscribe to watch ESPN to watch it on all the fancy. You could devices. catch a game online though, stream it and all that. Oh I mean, sure, TV's going online with Netflix and. No, ab- absolutely. When when Murph and I were living together in Arlington, we just shelled out a couple of extra bucks per month for the sports package with Cox. And that's, you know, that's 100 bucks a month right there for cable with all the with all the, you know, slappy SEC Big 10 network, you know, stuff yeah. like that owned under, by ESPN. 24-inch TV. Yeah, a little, little fella, little guy. No, you know, it, it was it was okay, but it's it was an extra, just an extra bill, and you know, probably if if we were still in that same situation, you know, three years later, we probably would have looked at each other and said, "This is just ridiculous." Let's what like, would just, you have done then? I I don't know. Probably would have just joined the other millennials and said, "Eh, whatever with cable, we'll figure out how to," you know. The idea of television. Hipster. I mean, tele- TV isn't TV anymore. Hipster, right? With the all right. See, now you're just you're big leaguing me again. You've been <laughs> big leaguing me all episode. This is something that we can dive into cable cutting and how people watch sports in later episodes. But but we've made our point with ESPN firing people and perpetual sports talk being a better company to work for. Right? That's what you wanted to do, right, Scott? That's the bottom line, right there. Join That's us. Right. We'll take the ESPN people. Can't pay you, but we'll take you, and you can write you can write content for us. Send resumes to either Scott dot D at Amashlub dot com or S dot Set up an email address at GMU dot edu. Murph is still the guy who checks his college email. Murph, I'm sorry if you're not that guy anymore, but I think that's a funny little <laughs> joke. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say it. Write a review on our iTunes. That's how you can get our attention. There you go. We don't have enough reviews yet to have a like a like they show it on iTunes. We're still looking to be that but guy. We, we'll get them. We'll, get, we'll right. find a way. We'll see. Okay, let's move on. And how about we start winding down the show with a PST perennial favorite. The old schlub of the week. And Scott, I hate to say it because never in a million years would I have guessed this guy get the schlub of the week, but I'm going to give it to Madison Bumgarner. Oh, okay. I, I, I like that. For going on the DL because he got to a dirt bike accident. Pitchers, man. They're weird guys. Pitchers are weird, but that's just like, uh, you know, Matt Bum, he's a country boy, you know, just ride some dirt bikes. But come on, man! What are you doing that for? In this get, get all that out of your get all that out of your system. Go golfing like every other pitcher on their off day. Ah, not Mad Bum. Mad Bum's got to be messing around with crossbows, doing some like some crazy whatever, and and dirt biking. But do all that crap from November to February. Why do that in April? That's the thing that's so schlubby about this whole thing. It's the beginning of the season. I'm sure he dirt bikes all the time. It's, you know, whatever cool hobby. It's exciting. But why risk yourself? Like, you know, down-home country boy, awesome. You have your fun. But you got a team to look out for. Like, you're the guy. You're the guy. That's what's so disappointing about it. It's one thing if some, you know, schlub pitcher goes off and does this. It's another thing. It's this is Mad Bum right here. This is a respected pitcher getting himself hurt on a dirt bike track. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anybody that gets themselves hurt on a dirt bike track, that that's pretty schlubby. If I got hurt on a dirt bike track, I would prefer to be schlub of the week. Sure. I, I have to be. I have to name myself schlub of the week. You'd be there writhing in pain at the fact that your body's broken, but oh, yeah. also at the fact that you will be ridiculed on perpetual sports talk because you got into a dirt bike accident oh, when yeah. you should have been doing other stuff. Oh, yeah, I would have quit the show. Yeah, well, eh, I don't know if I could have let you have done that because then we would have lost <laughs> 33% of our employees and we'd be joining ESPN. We'd there be on the go. wrong side of that bell curve. There you go. All right, sorry, Mad Bum. I hate to do it, but you're the schlub of the week. And we're, we're just going to move on to due to the week. It's the It's the antithesis of schlub of the week. Thank you and, for that English lesson. Yeah, not bad, right? Antithesis. Yeah. Um, 
So in a world where a guy like Madison Bumgarner, stand-up guy, heck of a pitcher, heck of an athlete, heck of a heck of a dude, in a world where that guy is the schlub of the week, okay, we're gonna need a very schlubby, schlubby guy to be dude of the week. And that schlubby guy is Jim Harbaugh. Schlubby? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Man, he's schlubby. He's a khaki wearing schlub. Um, but he's the dude of the week because he and the University of Michigan Wolverines did a little visit to Vatican City and visited the Pope. Wow. Where Jim Harbaugh bestowed on the Pope a signed uh, Wolverine helmet, gave it to the Pope. It's pretty legit. I mean, now they have God on their side. You can't <laughs> stop them. And then, apparently, the Pope asked for Jim Harbaugh's prayers. Wow. So, anytime... So basically, the, Jim Harbaugh is bigger than the Pope. Dude, well, I mean, the that's just what the, the Pope, you know, asked for prayers, man. Like, the Pope, that's a tough job right there. So, Pope Francis asking for Jim Harbaugh's prayers. You know, the Pope asking for prayers, man. That's like a solid dude of the week, uh, you know elect just just right there in and of itself but i thought it was you know he's the dude of the week don't get me wrong but maybe a little schlubby for bringing along what would the pope like let's get him a let's get him a wolverine helmet like i get like that's you know it's like the shit gonna wear it everywhere yeah he might have it on his pope desk you know bring it around maybe he'll go to a game we'll see michigan ohio state who knows but Thought it was uh, thought it was kind of a cool story. So Jim Harbaugh, you are our holy dude of the week. I like it. And before we close out this episode with our weekend appetizer, we just have to do another another favorite, which is Would You Rather Sports Edition. And I know you get all butthurt, the sports hipster that you are, when I present the rules for Would You Rather. Everybody knows the rules, so Nobody, why do you have to explain it? What if this is somebody's first time listening to Perpetual Sports Talk? Have they lived in America for more than five minutes? Fair enough. Okay, Would You Rather. Here you go, Scott. So this is actually a fan submission. So our rules with fan submissions is if we get one, we have to say it. Okay. And pretty much, like, why we have that rule is because we've only gotten three fan submissions, including the one that I'm about to give Scott. I so, love it. I love it already. So, so anything that you guys can think of, listeners out there, please let us know. Twitter or iTunes, Facebook, uh, Podbean, we're on all three, or text Scott or let Murph know if you're one of our friends or family. Or just um, write Sean a letter. I'll get it. I will get your letter. That's that's how I do things. So this one actually comes from a family member. This one comes from my cousin Jake. Okay. So he would like to know, would you rather, Scott, inform Russell Westbrook to his face that he will not be receiving the MVP or would you rather inform the entire city of Miami that their current owner is actually not selling the team? Okay. These would you rather's are obviously haven't happened yet. That's I, I what get makes where him you're going. I get where he's going with this. Fictitious, sort of fun, predicting, foreshadowing would you rather's. Are you telling Russell Westbrook to his face you're not at this year? Well see, after is having Miami a st- mad about them selling or are they happy about them selling? Oh, they gotta be happy. Miami is such a garbage franchise. They're a joke. Yeah. yeah. And okay. having and having because they're because the main buyers are Jeb Bush and Derek Jeter. I yeah. mean, how badass is that? I mean, how cool is that? Yeah. So you have that possibility on your front door, and then he just comes out and says, "Dang, not doing it, not doing it," or right. or yeah. be the guy to tell Russell Westbrook, "Sorry, we're going with James Harden this year." Mm. Okay. Okay. On one side, you got Russell Westbrook who is like the most selfish player that I've ever seen in my entire life. He literally last night stole a rebound from one of his own teammates because he just wanted the stat. That's like semi-pro with Will Ferrell right there. That's what that is. Yeah, that's that's Russell Westbrook. So we're dealing with like the most selfish person in like the history of the world. 
and then we're dealing with the entire city of Miami, which is filled with like thugs, murderers, killers, and like a bunch of cocaine and Cubans. Um, there's some retirees sprinkled in sprinkled there. Sprinkled in there. Sprinkled. All right. So I have to go with Russell Westbrook because I know that I'm not going to get murdered by Russell Westbrook. He might be a little mad at me, and but he doesn't even know who I am. You might just get injured. Like, is he physically harming you? Yeah, but I would take his butt to court then. There you See, go. There we go. So now I'm making money off this. All right. So he's not going to hit me for not telling him. Okay. Uh, so I got to go take my chances with Russell Westbrook versus the entire Miami Marlins fan base. You don't know what Marlins man's capable of. Yeah. Dude, Marlins. Well, Marlins man is a very successful lawyer in the city of Miami. I've researched that guy. So you don't know what he's capable of. I mean, no. he might be a big Jeb Bush guy, and now that he, Jeb, he's not, Jeb isn't buying the team, he might get a little violent. I, I don't know. I'm going to take my chances with a pro athlete who's in the limelight compared to an entire city full of killers and cocaine. That's, so. a, that's a well thought out. That's an analytical answer. You tied in some political slash current events, and I must say, Scott, I love it, and I'm going to agree with you implicitly on that one. Yeah, I th- I think a grown man should be able to take that. So There you go. Fan submissions, keep them coming. We love it. But with that, let's move on. And everybody, I hope by this time everybody is familiar with that sound of the Dropkick Murphys, and that signifies that Perpetual Sports Talk is is coming to a close, and we are and we are ending our episode, and we're going to end it with our little appetizer for the weekend. What we're looking forward to in the sports world within the next couple days. So, Scott, what are you uh, what are you previewing? So I usually lead off in here, which is the toughest job, you know, in all sports is to lead off. Yeah. Um, but leading off with a weekend appetizer. See, we got. NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs. And I think it's good for us because it's like kind of complements each other. So we're big in the MLB. We like the NFL. But that's, you know, NFL is once a week. And MLB is basically every day. And so with the NHL and NBA, it's interesting. We got a kind of combination. So what is it? Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. NHL on Saturday and it would be game seven on Sunday. Is yeah, that correct? Get, get, right. Wizards game seven Wizards Sunday, game, game seven six Wizards. Friday. And oh. then game game six Friday for right. Wizards Hawks, seven Sunday, game two for Caps Saturday. Right, so there's a lot going on here during the weekend. So there's, sure. some, there's some meaty stuff. There's some, there's some good nachos with mm-hmm. some good cheese sauce on there. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit of queso. Yeah, all of it. Um, but, yeah, so those two things kind of complement each other compared to, like, where we're just focused on the Nationals playing the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We kind of have two sports that we're both kind of half foot in, half foot out. Same with college college basketball. We'd be all in. NBA and NHL, we kind of half and half. Right. It's Luke good. Warm. Give Luke us something warm, to but exciting. Yeah. Keep us on our toes, out of the comfort zone a little bit. I love it. What do you got so, for me? Well, hold on a second. So maybe because that's a little bit of an obscure appetizer, could that be something like a sushi dish? Ooh. You know what I mean? Like, you, you're you a sushi guy. Works. I'm not a sushi guy. But this is an appetizer that's sort of a special occasion, you know, once every couple months thing, you know, NBA, NHL playoffs. It's a once-a-year thing, and, and DC Sports, they're, they're right in it right there. Like, that's a special... You know, so I'm thinking that's sort of a that's an obscure appetizer. That's like a like 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 some, what am I thinking? Spicy here? egg rolls or like some, spicy egg rolls? Maybe some some sushi. Sushi, some sushi oh, at like yeah. an American bar. Okay, sushi, raw fish, and rice, and and all that good stuff. The old the old once a year type uh, the old once a year type type appetizer. What are you watching this weekend? I'm gonna see. I'm gonna go with the boring stuff. You said like, ah, we're usually baseball, and I'm gonna go with baseball. Didn't give any Baltimore Oriole love this episode, so I just gotta mention them. Um, in the Bronx this weekend, got the Yankees, and the crazy thing is, 
Jimenez, Ubaldo, getting that start on Saturday, who I've actually like have never seen this stat before i know it happens but it really doesn't happen all that often in major league baseball but it did to ubaldo jimenez his last start uh he threw more balls than he did strikes in like three and a third or two thirds innings hard to do dude that was ubaldo jimenez and he's getting it he's getting a little day game in the bronx on saturday so so we'll see they they had the old walk-off walk win yesterday. We'll see if they can carry that stagnant energy into the Bronx over the weekend. Um, so it, it's going to be it. a good weekend with our spicy egg rolls and with our classic, you know, nachos slash cheese fries dish. Yeah. So Scott, you got to tell everybody where are they finding us? Where are wrap the listeners it, finding us? So like usual. Yeah. Uh, we got iTunes. Facebook, Twitter. Our Facebook has been a little slow, but hey, it's it's definitely bigger than our Twitter. That's right. We get We're on all it. at Perp Sports Talk. If you just type in Google.com, or if you write to Google, I think they'll respond. Like Sean will, or send some pigeon mail, send him yeah. a telegram. That's yeah. with Perp Sports Talk. I threw a bottle into the ocean. There you go. Google. Put a little note in there. There you go. You'll get yeah. a response. Yeah. Just write on the note, Perp Sports Talk. They'll send it right back with a bunch of information. We're all over the web. We have a big web footprint. Yeah. So we're all over the place now. So. Yeah, absolutely. Love it, buddy. Had a lot of fun this episode. We'll be back next Thursday slash Friday slash the weekend. We're not going to take a sabbatical. But until next week, thanks for dropping in. My name is Sean. And I'm Scott.